Lots of nonprofits develop their own programming, and this is because, well, they want to serve a population and they need to go out and figure out a program, a unique way in which they do that. Rarely do they look at another nonprofit and say, oh, okay, I'm just going to do exactly what they're going to do. No, they want to distinguish themselves. They want to be different and they want to address something that hasn't been addressed properly yet, right? There's still a crisis, there's still a problem, and we're gonna come out and do it a unique way, which is awesome because we need innovative solutions. And there actually isn't very much sharing that goes on among nonprofits, like, hey, we have this great evidence-based way and you should do it. And the reason why there isn't a bunch of sharing is because, you know, there's ownership issues, people wanna protect their intellectual property, and believe it or not, even in the nonprofit sector where we all want to just help people, there's still a lot of ego involved. Like, that was my idea, and I don't wanna just give it to you and have you possibly even do it better, and then you get all the credit. I believe that we should be sharing. Like, we should be sharing more of our ideas, especially when something works. We should be putting it out there and saying, hey, you can do it too. But you don't need to just give all of your ideas away way. You don't just need to say, here's all my secrets and, you know, I'll be humble and you can take all the credit. No, there's a way that you can do this that protects all of your intellectual property, keeps you owning it, and brings you additional revenue and all of the credit, but you still get to serve way more people than you could if you just stayed at your one location. You can have locations all over your country or globally even, and you can do that through licensing. And I love licensing probably because I'm a global thinker, but I had my own nonprofit and I had it in a small little town, you know, and I served 25 kids and that was great, but there was a max to what I could do, right? And I felt like my model was such a structured, uh, detailed model, but that was replicable. And I'm like, there's no way, reason why we should only serve 25 kids with this model. I should share it. And that's what led me to licensing. And now we have locations all over the US. We're about to go international. And I'm serving way more kids. I've actually shut down my nonprofit, so I'm not serving kids anymore. And they just continue to get served by this model. So I love, love, love licensing. And there is a way to take your idea and put it out there. So today, I hope to convince you that your amazing brainchild ideas should be licensed and so that you can serve more people and bring in some revenue for your nonprofit. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 29 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture the roots to harvest the fruits of all your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I am Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about one of my favorite things that I don't talk about that often, but it's licensing. It's licensing because I love being able to take an idea and make it maximize it, like make it as effective as possible. And licensing your idea is a way to do it without having all the risks that you may associate with sharing your idea out. So if you're not even sure where to start on organizing yourself for possible licensing, maybe you landed on this video because you know you have a program model that you want to license, but you don't even really know what I'm talking about or how you would start figuring out how to get your program that you do in one spot into a replicable model, 
then head on over to Cthulhu.com slash model. And I have a checklist for you so that you can start going through all of the work it's going to take to be, make this a replicable model, because there is a lot of work that goes into making something that you know how to do something that everybody will know how to do and everybody will know how to do it successfully. So go grab that checklist. It's at Cthulhu.com slash model. And then you can meet me back here and we're gonna talk about more licensing today. So what if you don't even know what licensing is? You're like, why are we talking about this? When I wanted to go out and start licensing stable moments, I didn't know I wanted to license it. All I knew is that stable moments should have locations, okay? That we should have multiple locations across the US and, and further. And I didn't know how you do that. And now some nonprofits do that with having like chapters, okay? So that means growing your organization to a size where you don't just have staff in one area, but you actually open other locations and you have staff in other areas. And actually with the way that COVID-19 made the remote working, this is more of a feasible option now. You may not even need to get a facility. You could have different chapters by having people working in other uh, states and you could do chapters. And that's really not what we're talking about today because that's just growing your organization to a point where you can be in other areas, but you maintain ownership of everything. It's just you growing to a national scale, right? So, and then if we're talking about wanting to have locations, but not really us having to have more staff and employees and us having to manage all of that, then licensing is such a good option. And basically what it is, is saying, I have something that I came up with that is my property. You can license a logo, you can license a trademark, you can license a poster you make, you can license anything that is your intellectual property that you have obtained a trademark or a copyright on. Okay, so it's not that complicated. Basically what you would do is get a trademark on your logo in your name. That's what I did. I went ahead and got a trademark on my logo in my name. And then I said, I can license that to people. Now, the only way that you would license that to people is if people thought that your brand and your name was valuable enough to pay for it, right? To actually use it. So to make it valuable, you make it a program model that has been proven to be effective, that's easy to implement, that people go, oh, wow, thank you so much. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I've been wanting to serve this population or I've been wanting to come up with a training for this population or I've been wanting to do a curriculum that works, but I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to come up with a curriculum or I don't have time to come up with it. So I would love to just license what you do and do it here. Another great thing about licensing is there's no ownership issues with the name. Okay, so say you license your program to a nonprofit that is called Hope Nonprofit and your nonprofit is called Stable Moments, like mine, and you wanna license your program model, which the trademark and the license is Stable Moments. Well, they don't go open a business under the Stable Moments name and compete with you. No, you actually write it directly in your terms that they can't do that. And what it is, is at Hope Foundation, they run a Stable Moments program or they offer Stable Moments curriculum. However, you put in your terms and conditions that they can say that. But what's great about that is we're not competing. We are not in business together. You run your business how you want to run your business. You are simply licensing a model that I came up with and you're calling it that model. It has a registered trademark with it. But you can say, hey, look, these are all the places around the 
you know, world that are using our license trademark. And you can call those your locations. You can call them whatever you want to call them, your members. So licensing is a way to maintain ownership. You own it. You own the trademark. People have to attribute it to you. You can charge for it. There are uh, fees associated with giving it away if you want to do that. And you also get to put terms and conditions into the use of that license agreement. So you can basically say to use the stable moments brand, this is what you have to do. So in my, we have a licensing agreement and when people purchase a licensing agreement from us, they need to do the program exactly as we say. So you have to do a plan of care for each kid. You have to do an activity log for each kid. You have to collect data on your program. You have to do one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Every kid has to be one-on-one. -on -one. This isn't group sessions because that's part of our model that's very effective and that is what we stand on. You have to serve kids with early developmental trauma. We're not serving other populations. That's what this program is made for. So basically we say, if you wanna do things outside of our terms and conditions, go for it. But don't call it Stable Moments Program because that is what you're licensing from us. And if you're going to use our brand, you're going to do it the way that we have found to be effective and that is evidence-based. So that is, you just develop that up into terms and conditions. You have a lawyer draft that up into a licensing agreement. And then you have rules to how people can use your license. Now, you might just have a video that was like really good educational, instructional video awareness campaign like... Um, I don't know how to take your blood pressure or something like that. If you have that, you can just license that and have terms of use for that. So they can't duplicate it. They can't sell it. They can't whatever. And then they pay you a licensing fee and you give it to them. And either that license is good for one year or it's good forever. Um, and there's certain things that they can and cannot do. So that's a little bit easier when it comes to a program model. You may have terms and conditions where they have to run things a specific way, but then there's things that they can make their own decisions on. For example, my program, yes, there's a bunch of rules of what they have to do, but they do not have to serve a specific age range. So stable moments serves kids from three to 18. But if the location is only comfortable serving kids that are six to 12, they are absolutely allowed to put that um, restriction on the age. And, and so there's some flexibility in the model. So the terms and conditions only list what they must do if they're going to use the name. And the terms and conditions also say if they don't do these things, what will happen and how you can revoke that license and all of that good legal stuff. Okay, but it really comes down to a written agreement that you write up once and then you have people sign into and then you just give them the model like you give them some assets some administrative assets you give them the video you give them the logo in my case even though what comes with it is a whole training and an online certification program and all of this stuff because i can't really tell people that they need to run a program exactly the way i say they should do it without giving them a manual and some training and administrative assets and all of this stuff right i need to teach them how to do that they're going to do it effectively but at the end of the day the licensing agreement is actually just for the logo. And so I have to train them and do all this stuff for them to use the logo. But at the end of the day, the licensing agreement is just for them to use the logo. That is what we are kind of selling here is the brand. They're becoming a location. What are 
the benefits of licensing. So again, you get to keep ownership. So every one of my locations has their own branding. They are their own nonprofit, their own organization. But on their website, they say that they're a stable moments location. And that links back to my website. People get to see that it is a nationally recognized brand, that it is a structured model, that it's trademarked, that I own it. Okay, so I get to maintain ownership of that. They don't license it and then start saying it's their mentorship program. Nope, it's stable moments, it's part of a larger entity, and we just license it from them. Okay, so a big thing is ownership because a lot of people don't wanna share their stuff if they don't get to maintain ownership of the name and the brand. And I think that that's wise because if it is yours, you wanna keep it, you want to protect it. And that protects the people you serve with that as well. So don't feel bad about wanting to protect something that you developed. Another benefit of uh, licensing is revenue, okay? So now that you have created something that is super valuable for the industry, you can charge for it. You can do this in a whole bunch of ways. You can license something like a simple video and say, for you to have access to this, it's $300 and then you get to do it. And what's awesome is it costs a lot of money to develop a video. So to be able to spend 300 bucks on one licensing agreement and you don't have to development, that's really valuable to people. People do not want to reinvent the wheel. On a program model, how you may monetize a licensing agreement like I do is you charge for a training curriculum. So I charge for to go through a certification training. Everybody that runs our model has to be certified to run our model. They go through an online 14 hour self-paced course and I charge about $1,000 to do that. And then it's a $34.99 membership where they get um, access to me, they get access to ongoing training, they get access to all of our administrative assets, they get access to all of our social media posts, um, how to fundraise for their program, like everything that they could possibly think of that they need to run this program. All the forms, the intake forms for kids, all of the different worksheets we have, all of that is in a member portal that they pay an ongoing membership licensing fee. Four. So basically the license is good as long as there's paying their mem membership fee. So that's one way in which you can monetize this. And why I really like the membership model and the training model is it really does help brand integrity. So the more you put into this, the more people will understand your brand and deliver it in a way that was intended. Because if you just give people, like I started out with just a book. I wrote a book on how to do this and that's what I gave people. And then they could go off and run a stable moments program. But it wasn't enough and they weren't doing it really the way that I intended. And you know, a book is hard to translate to action. So I found that developing this online curriculum, a certification course, giving them ongoing training, allowing them to have a community that they can ask questions to, um, talking to each other and having all of our ongoing support was really needed for brand integrity so that I felt good that they were truly running the model the way that the model was supposed to be run. Another benefit though to that is I don't like I used to go to locations or go to big certification trainings and certify a bunch of different locations and spend a whole weekend uh, doing these certification trainings. And it took so much time doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and all of that. And it was a huge lift. 
Well, now that I've switched it all online, it takes none of my time. People go to my website, they watch a free webinar, they learn about how they can start this program, then they purchase the book, they read the book if they still wanna do it, then they go through and do our online certification course, then they go into their member portal where it is bite-sized trainings and they've all been pre-recorded. So now it runs kind of on its own. It's a big lift in the beginning, but then I don't need to spend time. People that want to go do that program, I have already recorded it, I've already done it. I do not need to show up for every single person that wants to start this program and use more of my time. So as I love online courses and I love online trainings and I love evergreen products because it doesn't take any more of your time and you can continue to bring in the revenue without spending more of your time to bring in that revenue. You're not trading dollars uh, for hours. So another great thing about licensing, if you do it in a way that is automated, which I think is the way the world is going and how you should, should do that. That's how you really become a magician with your time. There's a lot of ways to bring something together. It really depends on how in depth and crazy your program is, like how many elements there are to your program model. Like if your program model is really easy or if your program model is really just like a video or two, that might be easy peasy. If your program model is really in depth, mine was probably the most niche, the most in depth thing you could ever develop because it was bringing together community mentors with foster and adopted children and equine assisted learning, horses. And I had to train kids, I had to train mentors to be with kids and to be with horses, which is very difficult. And I had to train the program directors to train the mentors to be with kids and horses. It's like, sounds crazy, doesn't it? Well, I was able to do it and I'm able to do it all remotely. So I trust that regardless of how in-depth and niche and how would you possibly train people to be with horses remotely and all of that, I got through all of those barriers and I do it and we continue to gain locations you know, every, every week, every month. It really depends on how in-depth your program is, but I will say the more elements there are, the more structure, like I don't want you to overcomplicate it, but the more things that you can create for people, the better. What I have found that is helpful now is one of my locations will ask me for something, right? They're like, do you have a checklist for this? Or do you have email copy to write a new mentor that's asking this question? And you know what? I will write that for them because then I just drop it in the member portal and I tell all of the locations, hey, there's this new asset for you. Somebody needed it, I wrote it, but I, I probably took a half hour to develop something new. And for the rest of the life of that business, there's a new asset. So I've added more value and I've made my locations feel supported and all of that. So. I love it because you kind of have this ongoing feedback, this research group of all of your members in your locations telling you like, this is confusing or this would be helpful. And then you get to rise to the occasion, create something for them, but it's not just like this one-on-one, -on -one, I have to do all of these things for all of these locations. You do one thing and give it to everyone. So it's again, really maximizing your time. So if you're like, that's really cool, Rebecca, and it seems like a lot, and I don't really know how to get started, but I know that I have a program model that could be replicated, and I'd like to bring in revenue, and I'd like to start working on this, then what you wanna do is really start getting all of your 
elements of your program together. You first need to come up with your logic model and your theory of change because you need to be able to articulate why your program and services and the specific elements and activities of your program will lead to positive change in the population you're serving. Like why your program and what are the outcomes you can see. And so you can search my channel. I, I have logic model videos. I have uh, theories of change videos that have templates. So you can search the channel to find that stuff and start working on getting your theory of change and your logic model down so that you know um, everything that goes into your program. Now with a logic model, you actually write out all of your inputs, like everything it would take, what staffing, and that's what you're gonna need. If it's gonna be a replicable model, you need somebody to be able to pick up a sheet of paper and literally say, if I have nothing, and I look at this sheet of paper, I'm gonna be able to, and I put all these things together, I'll be able to have the same outcome she has. That's what you need, and that's what a logic model is. I'll link it below, but you can look through my channel and find logic model outline and do that. And then you need to get all of your elements of your program. What are all of your standard operating procedures? What staffing does your program need? What does each staff member do? What are your standard operating procedures? What are all the elements? What are the worksheets? What are the workflows? What are the you know forms, the different things that you have that have made this program work so easy that somebody else could go like, oh, thank God you've created all of this for me. So I'm not left to create much on my own. And that's what I would do is create everything you can possibly create so that somebody else can not create it and see the huge value in just plugging and playing your system. So that's what I would really do is the first thing is logic model theory of change. And then I would start what is your model, you know, and you're going to build this all into a manual. And I know this sounds like so much, but you really do need a manual, like whether or not you're going to publish it as a book or not, or you're just going to have it be like an online course or whatever you're going to do. Somebody needs to walk through day one of starting this program. How do they fundraise for it? How do they build it into their, you know, grant process? Okay. How do they, uh, advertise for kids or participants? How do they advertise for volunteers for this program? What are the supplies that they're going to need? How should they set up their facility? Like think about a new person that is in their nonprofit and they are getting ready to start the program from step one to them having a participant graduate the program or something. What are all the elements of the program? That's gonna really help you get a list of all the elements and then a lot of the things you may have to develop because even though you're running the program, you might not have a perfect system involved. You may not have all the worksheets done or all the forms done, but there's something that you're gonna wanna develop so that you have more value to add to people that are, are gonna plug and play this system. A lot of people that think they want to license honestly don't have a very clear model yet. Like they know that they're doing something that's really cool, but they haven't done it enough yet to show that their uh, program is effective. So if you're there, what you really need to focus on is collecting program data that says that your program is effective. So whether or not that's doing pre-tests and post-tests to show that people go through your program are seeing a positive outcome or increase in something, um, you need to find some metrics so that when you go to 
license this to other people and you go to market it, that you can say people that go through our program, you know, 98% of people earn their GED or 98% of people have confidence in public speaking. 87% of people that go through this get jobs in X number of, of months. Something that is like, why would they buy this, right? If you're not collecting data now, you need to start collecting data so that you can use that to market it and you can say that it's an evidence-based program. I know that's a lot and there's so much more to the checklist. Honestly, I could talk about licensing. It is a lot. Like I could talk about it though for, for days. I love this model. I love building it up so that you can kind of sit back and run your program, but also like be this beautiful wildfire that you just like set and other people can do what you do and serve more and more people. I just love the thought of everyone's innovative ideas being spread and maximized. Like, I hate the thought that everybody's like, okay, Rebecca cares about foster kids and this person cares about foster kids and this care, and we're all just gonna sit, spend like years of our lives trying to create something for 25 kids and that's gonna go on for a certain amount of time and then we die and then that's it. No, like let's pass the torch, okay? So that more people can be served and we can maximize our ideas. I hope I got you fired up about licensing. If you wanna go check out that checklist so that you can start working through some of these things. It's at catulo.com slash model. Go grab that. And guys, I usually say comment below something did it up because here's the truth. I want you to comment because it helps the YouTube algorithms. Like commenting is really helpful. So honestly, at this point, if you guys like this content and you would like other people to be able to get it and you want to help me grow, I am asking you to please, you can comment like just exclamation mark, um, comment a space, just do something so that I can get some more comments. And at this point, I'm just shamelessly asking you for that. I don't really wanna be the channel that's like smash that like button, but comments do help, likes do help. So I'm just asking you to do it for me and for the algorithms so that I can prove that little channels on YouTube can still get subscribers and so that I can be motivated to keep making these videos. All right, I am sure that I'm going to do a bunch more videos on licensing and the nitty gritty. If there is something that's like, okay, great, but you really do have a question and you'd like to make your comment a little bit more uh, substantive than an exclamation point, then tell me, like, tell me like specifically what you're wondering. Um, tell me more about your model so that I can make content that is more helpful for you. Thank you guys so much for your service to this world. Until next time.